0: Welcome, welcome. This is your host, Jackie, and I know that it has been a minute. I just want to welcome you back, and before I begin, I just want to say that the music that is playing in the background is Scary Halloween Music, Creepy Music Mix number 1 by Spooky Night on YouTube to give them credit, and not to say that I own any rights to this music whatsoever. So we're going to be listening to some stories today, and we're going to start with a crush or obsession. So I hope that you enjoy these, and that you are somewhere where you can relax, stay warm, and stay safe. So this is a story sent in by a listener. Names have been changed for privacy reasons. Any coincidences in names, places, or stories It's just a coincidence? Let's begin. Hi, my name is Amy. Do I have a story for you? So, three months ago, I had started talking to this guy, I met him at this frat house. He was pretty cool, let's just name him Steven. So, Steven came up to me and asked for my number, I thought he was cute, and so, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And I felt that he was staring at me, like, even before he came to ask for my number. And I didn't find it creepy. I'm just like, dang, like, I'm looking pretty good. He's just staring at me. Staring at me. But I didn't take it to heart. And I just assumed that I just looked pretty good that day. So we started texting he'd be like hey where are you and he'd be like oh you know i'm at b hall right now where are you oh i'm heading there right now and i was like oh okay that's cool like did you want to meet up or something he's like yeah and so we yeah we would meet up and then i started seeing him the places that i would you know visit and yes i know you're like well don't y'all go to the same school?" You're bound to bump into each other. Yes, we do. But I was seeing him in places that I wasn't before. Or maybe I just never noticed him. But how was I not going to notice him? He's like so hot. (laughs) That's so funny. And so one day he asked me, he's like, Hey, you know, um, we're going to have like, this get together at the right house if you want to go it's a little kickback, nothing too serious and so I was like okay yeah sure and I went and there wasn't a lot of people there it just looked like a regular a regular day and I was like uh, am I early or what the hell He said, oh, no, it was canceled, but we're going to do it tomorrow. But you can still stay if you want to stay. And to me, if he wanted to hang out, he could have just been like, hey, you want to hang out? And I would have said yes either way. But I was like, okay. So I stayed. And we went upstairs to his room. And you know that little sit that you do when you go, (laughs) just. (laughs) to a guy's house for the first time, well, that was me, I was sitting at the corner of the mattress, and so he's like, oh, you want to sit closer to me, like, make yourself at home, and and I was nervous, so I was like, oh, I'm fine right here, I I like this little little crumb of bed, (laughs) and so, yeah. I just sat there and he's like, no, come over here. So he grabbed my arm and he led me a little bit closer, which was fine by me because he made the first move. So I was like, okay, I guess I can relax. And so he was just staring at me and I was like, so what did you want to do? And he said, oh, we can watch a movie. And in my head, I'm like, was this man just fine to stare at me all this time? And I was like, okay, what do you want to watch? And he's like, you pick. And in my head, I was like, oh my goodness. I hate when people do this. How are you going to invite me over and then not know what you want to do? And then make me choose. But it was fine. So I just chose uh, The Exorcist. Why? I don't know. But I chose it. And so we're watching it. And I'm like getting scared because I'm like all into the movie and like from the corner of my eye i can see this man staring at me and i did not want to turn around i was just like done and so i'm watching the movie like scared but then i'm also scared because he's staring at me and so I like turn my head slowly and I'm like you okay? and he's like oh yeah 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 okay you're just so beautiful in me I'm like thanks Steven you're pretty hot yourself you know try to lighten the mood and so he's like yeah you're just so beautiful I think we should we should start dating and I was like Well, you know, we're just getting to know each other. I think we should get to know each other more before we jump into that. And he's like, well, I feel like I've known you all my life. You just came at the perfect time. And so in my head, I'm like, what do you mean? You feel like you know me all your life. Like you literally just met me at a party. And I was like, okay, well i think we should get to know each other first and then we'll we'll talk about that later yeah let's just watch the movie for now he's like yeah yeah for sure for sure and so i'm watching the movie and i get scared because like the scene where she's like crawling down the stairs like all backwards and shit, i scream and then he's like whoa what and that gave me all the information I needed he wasn't even watching the movie he was just watching me so I just decided to gather my things and I was like hey well I'm gonna head out already it's getting pretty late and I have stuff to do tomorrow pretty early and he's like okay well I'll walk you to your dorm and I was like no that's okay it's like well you never know there's like creepy people out here so and in my head I'm like yeah you But I was like, um, no, that's fine. Like, I can walk. It's pretty safe. And he just gave me this stare. And so I just got my shit and I just left quickly. I sped walk and then I started running because I don't know why I thought he was chasing me. I know I must have looked so crazy to everybody. Probably thinking, like, why the fuck is she running? But it was scary. Anyways, fast forward, like, a couple of weeks... He's just, like, texting me, like, where are you? Let's hang out. I want to see you right now. I, like, at all awkward times and just random times. And I was like, no, I can't. You know, I have stuff to do. And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, well, I mean, I do have a life. And I have things I have to do. And he FaceTime me. I like My stomach dropped. I don't know why. Well, I felt like my heart drops on my stomach. That's a better way to put it. And I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, why are you making all these excuses not to see me? Did I do something wrong? Am I not good enough for you? And I was like, you are. You're very cool. But you can make me uncomfortable sometimes, if we're being honest. And then, I guess he knew what I was talking about because he's like, so I can't look at you? And I was like, I didn't say you couldn't. You just do it very often. And it makes me feel creeped out sometimes. He's like, I don't know if it was against the law to look at someone. What, you going to call the police because I'm looking at you? And he was just escalating the situation. And it was very scary. And I was like, you know what? I don't think we should talk anymore. You're a very nice guy, and I just hope that you meet somebody that can appreciate the things that you do for them. And I just hung up. He called me again. Declined. Called me again. Declined. He called me 12 times, back to back. I blocked him. And I thought that was the end of it. Well, so I thought. And I'd see him all around school, even at places where his classes weren't even close to. I started seeing him outside of school now. I would go somewhere to eat, he was there. Go get a coffee, he was there. Until one day I was coming back from a party, walking back to my dorm, it was late, it was dark for some reason, and I could feel that someone was watching me. I'd walk and look everywhere. And my phone went off. You look so beautiful. I miss you. Frantic. I look around. All my surroundings. I didn't see anybody. I started. Running. To my dorm. Then. One last message. I'll see you soon. And. I just. I called the campus police. I didn't know what else to do. And I told them what was going on. And he's like, it's just, boys won't be boys, apparently. He hasn't threatened me. He hasn't done anything. So nothing could be done. A cold wave washed upon me. What if he decides to do something? What can I do? And again, coming back from a party, walking by myself. And at this point, you would think that I would walk with someone so I wouldn't be by myself, especially at night. But I wasn't thinking. And I hear a message. And it's him saying, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you but you didn't have to involve the campus police. That was too much, don't you think? I froze, how did he know? And then I hear someone running and fast. I look at my phone behind you. (laughs) When I tell you that I turned around so fast and I see him running at me at full speed. I never screamed so loud. That stopped him in his tracks. He was like, Whoa, what's wrong with you? Why are you screaming? I was like, Why are you running at me like that one dude from Get Out? What's wrong with you? He's like, Oh, I just wanted to spook you. That's it. I didn't think you were going to get this scared. He's like, oh, I just wanted to tell you, yeah, you're right. I think we should start seeing other people. And that this is over with. I'm sorry. And I really wanted to argue with him because he was being crazy. But this was my chance for him to leave me alone. So I was like, yeah, yeah, for for sure. Yeah. I understand. You want to break up? That's cool. I get it. Be happy. Thank you. And he's like, oh wow, you're taking this very well. Great. Thank you. See you around. I hated that he said that, see you around. Because that was the last thing that I wanted to do, was to see him around. But after that ordeal, we would text every day to every now and then to not at all. I didn't see him anymore, and he moved on. And I'm lucky that he just decided to leave me alone, and that this didn't escalate into something else. A crush or obsession, you tell me, but I'm glad that I'm here, and that I'm alive, and that nothing happened to me. And I hope that if you encounter something like this, that you report it to, Because you never know what their intentions can be. Wow, that is... That's so creepy. Imagine you're just minding your business and then somebody's running at you full speed. That is so scary. But I'm glad that you're okay, Amy. And I'm glad that um, Steven left you alone. And that you're safe and that you're thriving. I hope that y'all enjoyed this first creepy story. This is another story. NSFW. You are warned. Mine isn't that special, but here it is all the same. A few years ago, my anxiety was high. I was already at a point in my life where I thought I was a little out of it but that was amplified by a lot when I kept repeatedly hearing noises outside my window like every single night it just wouldn't stop I would finally get so freaked out that I'd go wake up my parents and ask them to look outside but they never found anything. Was it crazy or was I just subconsciously seeking attention? One morning, my grandpa discovered that one of lawn chairs was beneath their bathroom window. The window was pretty high and the bottom pane is fogged so I'm not sure that the chair even helped but it was left there regardless. The next night, I heard sounds again, nothing. The next night, however, we checked outside and discovered something that made my stomach churn. A small stepladder was sitting directly outside of my window. Just enough to allow someone to sit on it, to see. On my windowsill was a bag of now-cold McDonald's, which is just up the street from me. Most of the food was still in there, but still, some fucker had been watching me doing absolutely nothing of interest in my room, without me knowing for I don't know how fucking long. We called the cops, but nothing happened. I felt crazier than ever. No one was to be found, but at least we had some evidence that someone that shouldn't be hovering around her house was at my window. Watching intently through the blinds. In a space between the two curtains. I heard noises the next night. I ran outside. Nothing. Earlier in the night, I'd sewn my curtains together. Which hopefully made it harder to see in. Apparently it did, because now the fucker had taken it to climbing on top of our air conditioning unit. And from there, climbing into our garage can, then standing on it so you could see above where the drapes went. The handprints and shoe prints were left on the lid to prove it. And can I mention that there were holes in my screen? Holes that he created. They were found outside my window. He was stealthily breaking away the screen bit by bit. The next night, I distinctly heard the gravel near my window crunch. There was simply no mistaking that sound. stealthily as I could, I let out a small moan. He surely heard and rolled just out of view, as if I was sleeping. Then I pressed myself against a wall out of view of the window, very quietly opened my door and I crept down the hall. My heart was pounding. Normally, I knock on my parents' door, but I knew the slightest sound would make the bastard somehow leave my window. So I sneaked in, informed them that he was there, and without a single doubt, there was someone outside my window. They saw him. They started screaming as the man leapt off the herbie, the garage, and bolted down our driveway, which was what I was looking at. They screamed all sorts of horrible things at the top of their lungs. You sick motherfucker, I'm gonna fucking kill you, from my dad, you fucking freak, from my mom. He ended up escaping across the street, hiding behind a house adjacent to us. The balls on this bastard. He kept peeking out at us as we all stood outside. But we wanted to leave him there so the cops could finally nab him. They were called. They came. They searched. But they never found him. Still to this day, I hear sounds outside my window, even in the dead of winter. But he's never out there. He might have just been a peeper, but he targeted me specifically, and for months, may I add, until he was almost caught. What really really pisses me off is that once he lost interest in me because it was too unsafe he moved onto a house down the street with two little girls he actually managed to get in through their window and their dad caught him just standing in the middle of the room watching them sleep doing the unmentionable. And I don't think that he was even caught, even then. All I know is that it could have been way worse, but it messed me up. I trust the men in my neighborhood even less now. The men around here stare very blatantly. I've been chased home by one. I had a guy try to jerk me into his car when I was passing him telling him no, that I didn't need a ride and to leave me alone. All these years later, I I still hear shit outside my window and freak out. It fucked me up to be honest. I turn on my lights entirely to exercise and I do my best to avoid the windows when I undress. Messed up my sense of safety. Wow, that was very creepy and horrible. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And it sucks that he was never caught. People like him are very meticulous. And they plan stuff like this out for months of time and I just hope they catch them one day and I hope that you're safe and that you're taking the precautions that you need. This is another story. I was studying abroad in Eastern Europe as a junior in college. One weekend, myself and two other girls in the program drove to the capital of Slovakia, Bratislava, to spend the day. We were strolling around the most touristy area of the city on a summer evening. It was peak dinner time in a walking district, so there were lots of people about, except on these little connecting side streets that would be mostly empty. While taking one such connecting street we were excitedly grabbing away when all of a sudden I got that cliche but totally real feeling of hair standing up on the back of my neck. I suddenly realized there was a man walking behind us. He wasn't obviously suspicious but it was only about 10 feet back and I think my subconscious noticed he was maintaining that distance rather than trying to get around us. And there was plenty of room or to out for us to outpace them my flight or kick my fl- my flight or flight kicked in, but my gut said to be cool yeah i f- I feel you like you get that little panicky feeling like you're about to get an anxiety attack. I have no idea what one of my friends was saying, but I completely cut her off with the "Hey guys, let's actually go over here." and immediately turned a 180 back the way we had come. I didn't look at my friends or anything, so I didn't know their reaction, but thank God they went with it. As soon as we turned around, the man stopped. He was close enough that the three of us had to split to get around him. And as we did, he stood there. And then after we passed, he turned around on the spot and started walking behind us again. The street led into a very large open square with a coffee shop nearby. Thankfully, the shop had little outdoor seating and empty table, so I sped walked and plopped myself down facing out as my friends quietly took a seat too. To my astonishment, the man continued walking towards us maintaining eye contact with me as he did. It was at this point that my friends noticed a man, and my heart was pounding furiously, thinking that there was going to be confrontation, when at the last second, he just passed us by. The whole encounter was less than a minute, but I was shook worried that we had just dodged a taken storyline a young waitress came out and thankfully she spoke enough english for us to explain sort of what happened she allowed us to sit a few minutes without buying anything to recover and make sure we didn't notice more funny business around us we were on guard the rest of the night but nothing else happened and we never saw the man again Part of me wonders if I was just being a paranoid weirdo. But the feeling that something was wrong was so random and it was powerful. I can't blow it off as imagination. Unfortunately, we were broke and we had to sleep in our car that night. Suffice to say that we didn't sleep well at all. This is another story. I was in Walmart looking for duffel bags. Some guy came up to me and asked me the time. I told him and he thanked me, but continued to hang around, did my little side eye, but not too obvious, and it was obvious that he was pretending to look at things just randomly picking them up and putting them down and looking at me from the side. It made me uncomfortable, so I grabbed a random bag and walked to another part of the store to get some toothpaste. I wandered around for a bit, paid, and walked to my car. I didn't see him after I left the duffel bag aisle, so I let my car down as it was just about 30 minutes later. I walked to my guy, to my guy, to my car, and I was climbing in the driver's seat. The same guy appeared out of nowhere. This guy followed me around Walmart and onto the parking lot to my car. He put his arm on my open door and stood in front of me so I couldn't leave or close my door. He then proceeded to tell me how he thought my body was gorgeous and introduced himself. I simply stated, I'm married. He responded well. (laughs) He responded with, well, let's make love. I continued to say no, but without trying to anger him. He kept saying how he wanted my body and how it was gorgeous and continued asking if I wanted to sleep with him. After a few minutes, he eventually walked away. That entire situation terrified me because it could have gone a completely different way. Wow, that's very scary. That's why you always have to be aware of your surroundings because you never know. Like, you really never know. Okay, and this is another story. This is the last Crusher Obsession story. This is a true case of stalking gone wrong. The case of Lori Show and Lisa Michelle Lambert. In 1991, a 16-year-old student at Conestoga Valley High School in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, named Lori Show, became the victim of a non-stop ordeal of stalking and harassment. Lori was targeted by a classmate named Lisa Michelle Lambert, who was upset that Lori had briefly dated a mutual acquaintance, Lawrence Butch Youngkin. Michelle had recently become pregnant with Butch's child and was obsessively jealous of Lori, believing that she was trying to steal her boyfriend. In actuality, Butch had allegedly raped Lori, and she wanted nothing to do with him. Nonetheless, Michelle frequently harassed Lori, taunting her with obscene phone calls and openly threatening her whenever she was in public. Lori's mother, Hazel Show, attempted to file assault charges against Michelle, but it did little To stop her on December 21st Hazel received a phone call from a counselor asking her to drop by the school for a meeting about Lori it turned out the call was just a diversion to get Hazel out of the residence leaving Lori alone when Hazel returned home she was horrified to discover that her daughter had been murdered. Lori's throat had been slashed and she had been stabbed several times. She used her dying words to tell her mother that Michelle was responsible. The next day Michelle was arrested along with the accomplice named Tabitha Buck Butch Youngkin was also arrested for dropping the two girls off at Laurie's residence, but claimed he did not participate in the murder. Michelle and Tabitha were both given life sentences, while Butch received a lesser sentence for testifying against them. The incident prompted Hazel Show to campaign for stronger anti-stalking laws in Pennsylvania, which went into effect in June 1993 that's so sad but obsession is crazy and it's wild that that happened and that you know she tried to report her and stuff and nothing was done she even threatened her openly which is that's so crazy and it's so sad but rest in peace Lori show and if you ever experience something like this or you feel like you're being stalked please get help before it's too late